broadcasting live on the Mix Radio Network. You're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Casey, the floor is yours. All right, how you doing, everybody? I got truncated there. Uh, actually, I'm going to try that again. I want to make sure I get in my jingle here. All right. Broadcasting live on the Mix Radio Network. You're listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Casey, the floor is yours. I very rudely interrupted myself hearing my own jingle. This is awesome. So, uh, hi, everybody. Uh, Casey Ryan here again, your old pal from uh, the cutting room floor. A little podcast that I started to showcase indie entertainers and creative types from all walks. I like to say, if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, I want to hear from you. So the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. I'm on there pretty much all the time. My Twitter handle is at CuttingRoomMRB. Uh, or you can like me on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash CuttingRoomMRB. And uh, I've got a couple of really good guests lined up for you today, one of whom is coming back for the second time. I had a really fun interview, time interviewing the first time. Uh, and I've also got somebody brand new that I've quickly become a fan of. But music you're going to find today is going to feature very, very, very prominently in the show. Uh, I always like to mix it up with a little bit of a, uh, a song here, too. Uh, and I, I should also thank Michael Cardillo for uh, composing my opening track there and uh, to The Wolf, who acts as my announcer. Uh, also to... Uh, Congratulations to Susan, who had her birthday, uh, from, Susan from Live from the Morgue there while I'm at it. I'll say happy birthday to her a little bit late. I meant to go on the Morgue on Friday night. Unfortunately, I had a piece of a family emergency that I had to deal with, so I wasn't able to do that. But uh, again, happy birthday to Susan. Uh, so all that to say, the reason that you're listening to this now or downloading it later, of course, is to uh, uh, you know listen to the, to the two guests that I have lined up today. Uh, the first one I'm, I'm proud to have back. Uh, i got to tell you, I, I had a lot of fun. Every once in a while, you get to step out of your comfort zone. I don't pretend I know anything about hip-hop or rap or any of this kind of stuff, but it really is fun to be able to, to talk to somebody who's working in these mediums and, and who has a genuine love of the subject and, and is excited about what they do and, and has managed to enjoy a career in it. Uh, so about a year and a half ago, I actually had to, the opportunity to interview C. Shreve, the professor, uh, who is from the great city of Deep Gap, North Carolina. I love being able to point out little names like this. Uh, and uh, his closest friends call him Chris, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, he's a rapper, he's a standing lecturer at uh, Appalachian University. Uh, he's an all-around good sport, and uh, I'm proud to say that he's making a second appearance on the show today. So that makes him part of my Repeat Offenders Club. Uh, so without further ado, and he's got a new album out to talk about, of course, that's why they're here. And uh, Cutting Room Floor proudly welcomes back uh, Shree the Professor. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's hard to believe it's been that long, eh? but it's uh, time goes by quickly. Yeah. yeah, time does move very quickly. I, I had somehow now all of a sudden have uh, a four-year-old, so <laughs> the time he gets bigger and time good time goes on. So <laughs> I, I guess you know I, I can just sort of you know as a, by way of a catch-up. I mean, you know, what have you been up to the last little while? Well, I think when we talked last, um, we had put out a lot of music, but we were kind of just finding our way. We were just, you know, we were starting to do, sh we were doing shows, but we were, you know, just, and I think all independent musicians are somewhat kind of just doing it together off the cuff, but it's gotten a lot more momentum and we've, we figured out our, you know, our place and, and how to do things. And so we're much more, I think then we were just scratching the surface and, and we're still doing that some now, but we're still, uh, we're in the thick of it. We found, found our rhythm now. So, um, we play 
hundred plus shows now per year, but then we were, we were struggling to get, you know, a, a few dozen. So, um, things are, things are going well and, and have got some momentum to them right now. No, and I was going to, that was one of my first questions. I couldn't believe this in the email that you sent me. Uh, I mean, when, when I talked to you, you were just getting your first couple of outstanding gigs and you were really happy about that, but 125 a year. Yeah, it's kind of, we, we've, um, I've it's since then have added a couple of pieces to our team and, it's kind of, um, and all the, the main two additions were we had a full-time DJ and then another um, kind of full-time MC, and both of them already um, have their own. We're kind of all individual artists already, and have have our own things going. So when you kind of combine that and put it all in one pot, it um, it's easier. You know, our DJ has sometimes has DJ shows and his own connections, and he can kind of help connect those dots, and then. Um, it just kind of all works out together. So it's, it's kind of, you know, it's like there's a tipping point that happens at some point where it's like a struggle, struggle, struggle. And then all of a sudden it kind of, the ball is rolling down or the, the boulder is going downhill kind of, so to speak. So now, you, know, you mentioned that you, you had a, you know, some, some additions to your team. I mean, this is as good a chance as any, uh, to, you know, to call these guys out that, that you had a couple of, so, so, you know, tell, tell us about your DJ and your, and your MC there. Yeah, um, our DJ, um, DJ Jet, who is a, is a full-time member of Free the Optimus, um, and FT, we call it shorthand FTO. It's um, I've, it started back in 2007, and so was kind of you know initially um, you know more kind of a room for collaboration. It was creating lots of music and doing some shows, but just finding our way. Um, as we got a DJ, um, DJ Jet is from Asheville, and um, Asheville is one of the markets we play pretty regularly, and. Um, he just brings you know th that classic DJ feel with real turntables, real vinyl, flipping records back and forth like Cool Herc intended in the beginning. Um, so it's, you, you kind of hear a lot of times people think DJ and they're used to going to a club or just they kind of think of the more modern button pushing DJ. And um, DJ Jet definitely is kind of a throwback, um, real classic. Um, vinyl spinning DJ. I mean, I literally carry in um, a 50 pound, 50 pound, couple crates of, uh, of vinyl records that he's going to flip all, all all night long. Um, so he's because that really, you know, in, in hip hop, it starts with the DJ. That's who's going to kind of let get the party going, and, and really that's where hip hop begins is with um, somebody isolating break beats and, and learning how to extend them. Um, so our, our DJ is very much a nod to that classic style of DJ. Um, our, our new album that's coming out is called FTO Live, and really the way the live parts come is from our, our MC that we added uh, about a year ago. Um, his name is Mike Live, and um, really it's kind of to help come. He's helped come to define our new, really our, what our current kind of DNA is. Um, for a long time, it was it, FTO would be kind of a show where I would be kind of taking the reins of it, and I would feature guests. I would have different guests that would come and 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 rock and to keep the crowd kind of engaged. We have different people coming up, and kind of I would interact with them. And now it's really we've kind of hard boiled it down to it's it's a run DMC set. We have one DJ and two MCs, and with just those three people, we can rock for pretty much as long as we need to, or whatever the setting might be. So um, Mike Live uh, started doing shows with us, I guess, sometime in late. 2013 and then pretty much all of 2014 all of this year so he's pretty much since about when we talked last he kind of had just we'd become friends then and um kind of just started to do things and really felt a good chemistry so um the, those two have really kind of helped to define where we really currently are as a especially from our performance side um in our live show form you're going to see us three and that's that's the energy you get 
Now, now you, you mentioned that you had two MCs. I'm gathering from from that that you would be the other one yourself, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I, myself and Michael Ive are the MCs, and then DJ and Jet on the ones and twos for sure. So I, I think what we're gonna do here, Sharif, is um, you do you did send me a couple of tracks from your. I, I want to ask you another couple of questions about the new album that you're coming out. I think you said in August, right? Yep, yeah, we, we're um, both, our, kind of our two hometowns are Asheville and Boone in North Carolina, and the area code for those is 828, so we're going to release it on 828, so oh. late, late August. Okay, cool. All right, so right near Labor Day then, right? Yeah, exactly. So yep. uh, I think what we're going to do is you sent me a couple of tracks from your latest solo effort, right? Um, mm -hmm. yep. how, how would you like to queue up uh, Summer Ransom, I guess, is the first one I'm going to play. Yeah, Summer Ransom is um, is a title track um, from the project we released last year, which was technically a solo album, but um, kind of all my albums always kind of have a good bit of interaction. So Mike Live was on three songs, and it was um, we, we dropped this last year in I think August mid mid August, and um, Summer Ransom is the idea is basically um, I released a single. In, in before the summer and my the goal of the song is kind of like it's like when you feel almost right now like early summer you're like oh i got this whole summer i'm gonna do all these projects i'm gonna you know if you're a young kid you're working on your basketball handle whatever you're doing you have this big summary of all these plans and then before you know it it's gonna be august it's gonna be go back to school time or you know summer will be over quickly so this whole I, whole ethos of summer ransom was um basically grab your summer and run with it like you take it ransom take it for yourself and run with it and then we kind of apply that that motto to like life you know the moment is yours the time is yours take it and run with it so right. that's kind of the angle with summer ransom <laughs> a new tape a new tape on uh, take on carpe diem as it were right exactly exactly that's that's exactly what it is okay all right so i'm gonna ask you to mute up we're gonna play this and then we're gonna come back and talk to you again and then uh, i have another one that we'll play a little bit later on all right yeah, sounds great. All right, so uh, what was the name of the album? The upcoming one, the, the last one was it was Summer, it was, this is the title track off of Summer Ransom. Oh, so okay, so this the is album, the title. album and the single. Okay, cool. All right, so this is the uh, the title track off of Summer Ransom, and this is uh, C. Shreve, the professor, uh, on the cutting room floor. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. We got an anthem 
All I'm trying to do is hold the summer ransom. Me and the mean beat, that's a clean tandem. I've been flying so long, damn, I can't land them. Now if I really free my optimus, yo, I'd have a reach like an octopus. Flow, and A8s would be all about honestness. They think Shreve be all about that consciousness. I guess I am too, but I'm a ham too. Going in like you've never seen your man do. Like a fumble, loose beat, scoop and score. Charlie hustle with the muscle. All my flyers, I'm high as the sky and the bottom liners. We get blinded by the finest, A plus, no minus. I is focused on the chosen, steady cooking up a potion. Brain wave, mainstay, floating like the ocean. They can't stand him when he be talking that ish. Boom, back, back clips, but I be feeling bad shit. Back socks, ones and front boards keep me sane. Cobain plus Cobain with a little Cobain. Ask what I rap for, for everybody, no name. Everybody no name, I feel it in my bones, we got an anthem, all I'm trying to do is hold the summer ransom, me and a mean beat, that's the clean tandem, and I've been flying so long, damn, I can't land them, I feel it in my bones, we got an anthem, all I'm trying to do is hold the summer ransom, me and a mean beat, that's the clean tandem, I've been flying so long, damn, I can't land them. And that was Summer Ransom, uh, title track off of the album uh, by uh, C. Shreve the Professor. And with me on the line today is C. Shreve the Professor. We're going to tell you, that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. You know, it's, uh, it's got a distinctly summer flavor to it, too. It's the kind of thing you could picture, you know, belting out in a car on a long trip or something like that, right? So. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, kind of the aim, kind of the zone. It's, it's funny when you make a, a song like that that... Um, is seasonal. I've had haven't had many seasonal songs, but it's clearly a summer song. So it's like in mid February when you're doing that song at a live show, you're kinda like, Well, I guess the you know, it's still appropriate, but you kind of it's kind of feels funny and then this as the uh, as June came along, I was like, Oh, it's summer again, so this song's gonna feel like timely. So it's it's funny, I don't do that very often where you have a moment in time that's captured by a, a song, but it's interesting how the yeah, in the middle of the winter, some ransom, it, it doesn't make as much sense as it does in July. So. No, no, I, I mean, it's, you know, the, the same is true for for a lot of different stuff, right? You, yep. I mean, there's always, you know, stuff that comes out in the summertime that you're not going to picture yourself right. listening too close to Christmas or anything, right? <laughs> exactly. And I don't know where that came from, but I had a little bit of a chime there. Uh, okay, right. all right, uh, let me just get rid of these. So you mentioned that you had the, the new album that was coming out, right, uh, with... Yeah. Uh, with these three guys, right? With the the other two uh, that you're working with, yep. right? Um, what what do you do leading up to this? Yeah, it'll be. Um, well, we kind of we back back when we talked last, I I really didn't understand, you know, um, kind of a cycle, basically a release cycle, and because we're we're really just completely independent and trying to just learn as we go, and we learn from friends and from connections, but a lot of this is just figuring out on your own, so. Um, the one thing I really did last year with Summer Ransom was was try to maximize the release, you know, really do a real proper, um, you know, fully mixed mastered album, full physical release, as just as if you were on a label, and then and then shoot videos for it and maintain an attention so that people, you know, when they maybe you released it a few months ago, but when you drop a new video for it, people kind of get re-excited about it, and then they, they go back to that album that you had a couple months ago, and so... We've been in the we've we've pretty we're probably I'd say ninety percent done with recording. We have a just a couple more 
um, feature verses on a couple of songs. But we're, I'd say we're over 90% done with the recording. Um, we're working on the mixing and, and, and heading towards mastering a few of the songs. Um, we've already shot one of the videos. Um, so we, we've learned kind of the, the method to it a little bit more and know kind of what's required. We're not guessing. We, we know what we really need, need to do. So at this point where we are with it is finalizing, um, getting, the, getting the last couple of mixes, masters done. We have just a couple little loose ends to tie up um, to get the last couple little feature records done. And then um, it'll be kind of, we, we're already, and we're touring currently to kind of have that, have the name out there. Um, we've kind of done, well, we're already in the middle of an FTO live tour. Um, so there's kind of trying to build towards a buzz. It's, it's tricky when you're, you know, you don't have that machine behind you and you're just doing it kind of yourself with social media and stuff. But um, we're trying to do the best we can with that. And so just heading towards, hopefully dropping, we have a, a video the video is actually finished and edited. We're just waiting for the master on the song. And then, so we'll hopefully have that in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then I'm um, just kind of trying to build towards that 828 date and have everything finalized and keep doing shows at the same time somehow. So and one of the other things I meant to ask you about, you know, total name dropping time, right? But, but uh, yeah. you mentioned that throughout the course of all of these shows that you shared some, some space with uh, some stage space with some pretty cool people, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we got actually the night that me and Mike live met was at one of these, one of the first big ones we had. Um, you know, because it's kind of it's both. It's kind of you want to do you know better and better shows, and sometimes that a better venue. Sometimes it's being on the bill with with better and better acts because they're going to draw plenty of fans. And then you get exposed to their fans, and it helps you to, to build your base. So the night that me and, that Mike live actually met, uh, me and DJ Jet were playing in Asheville at a, at a good venue called uh, the One Stop Deli. And we were opening up for Cannibal Ox, which those who don't know hip hop as well won't know, won't know that name. But those who follow, you know, kind of mid '90s and classic era, era hip hop will definitely know who Cannibal Ox is. And um, it was kind of one of my first big times, you know, being involved in a big show like that. And it just happened to be the night that Mike, Mike Live had moved to Asheville, moved recently moved to Asheville, and walked in the room and watched me perform. And we kind of actually knew who each other were because he was in Raleigh and I was a far. We had some mutual friends, but we'd never met, and we met that night. Kind of had a big show last that. Um, then we do show. Okay, we we seem to be uh, cutting in in and out there a, a bit, Shreve. I, I don't know if there's oh, something. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, a connection issue or something like that. But I, so you 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 mentioned that you had met Mike live during one of these uh, sort of group concerts, right? You still there? Uh, can you hear me right now? Can yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you outside, or uh, I guess what's the situation? I'm, yeah, I'm actually. I'm on my. I'm on my. Uh, I've got the Skype on my phone. I'm actually driving back from a show we had in Richmond last night. I'm gonna pull over and make sure I have a good connection. Um, yeah, but we the, the show was in hip hop a lot of times. Um, there's multiple acts, as there are in, in many concerts, but in hip-hop, a lot of times there's, um, it seems to have more of that. We have, we have one DJ and lots of different acts coming. So the one we met was, um, was a pretty big show. We were opening for Cannibal Ox, which is a pretty big reference point in hip-hop. Um, and since then, we've been, able, been fortunate enough to do that a, new, a number of times. Uh, we got to share stages with the Hieroglyphics, um, who is out, out west, is a huge name um, in, in West Coast hip-hop kind of from, from long ago. Um, that includes A plus and casual. Some some of the folks will know Souls of Mischief. Um, but there's there's they're kind of reference points that if you're in in the circles they do they do mean something and it helps you to get your you know your brand more value because people see oh well FTO is 
they must be doing well because they're they're pairing up with these acts. So when you see you know like um, a three six mafia who has they have Oscars under their belt, um, they won best I think best song from a movie a few years ago at the Oscars. Um, that really helps to kind of give you more. It's not really validity because you're valid anyway, but in some people's eyes it is that. They're like oh you must you must be real if you're doing it with them. Um, so we've been really fortunate to to have a number of those in in the last couple of years. So that's been a good momentum builder as well. Yeah, I remember that. It was it's hard out there for a pimp. I think was the name of that song. It was that way, and they they got to perform it there as well. Eminem had won uh, best song for Eight Mile, but he didn't perform at the Oscars. And no. yeah, Three Six performed. That that was a huge moment for hip hop. Um, yeah. So it was pretty no, cool. and I remember John Stewart was the host, and he said, "You know what? Because everybody comes up here, and they're all blah and everything like that. Those guys won, and they were ecstatic. You know." Yep. Yep. So that's, and, it's, goes, and, goes, and that's refreshing. You know, it's, people should be should feel excited. Yeah, because that's how you accept an award, right there. I want to see more of that tonight. I remember that. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, on the subject of fun stuff, I'm going to play another track for you here, and uh, this one is Dogfight. What are you going to tell me about that one? Dogfight is a <clears throat> is is really remin not reminiscent, but it it really um, refers to. Um, the, the cipher culture that we've developed in North Carolina. So for those who don't know what a cipher is, a cipher is basically, it's, I, I describe it really simply for people in Asheville because they, they do drum circles there. It's like a drum circle with them, with rappers. Um, and so we, we're going to trade verses and sometimes there's no beat, but a lot of times there's beatboxing, but it's really the chorus of dogfight. I say it's pitch black in the space that I rap. I switch back, not the dog in the fight. It's the fight in the dog that fights back. And the pitch black part means when you're in the cypher and you're rapping with your friends and you're really kind of really feeding off that energy, like that excitement we were just talking about, you're really pulling kind of from the air. You're not like, you're not always doing your perfect written rhyme. You're just building off that moment, picking off something he said, what he said, and just doing your own thing. And that's kind of the pitch black is like, let your mind be blank and just think of what you think um, in that moment. And that's what this song kind of alludes to. Okay, all right, so we're going to call this up, and uh, are you okay to go for an extra few minutes? Or Absolutely, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool, I'm good. Okay, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to play Dogfight, and uh, we'll be back again to talk with Chris. All right, here we go. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. What is the highest technique you hope to achieve? To have no technique. Very good. What are your thoughts when facing an opponent? Every single opponent. And why is that? Because the word I does not exist. But realize what the weight was If fate's calling your name You better speak a language Fluid, fluent, speaking a fluent Ain't my angles The bang is all necessary The boom with the bath too Running with cats that run laps And snap with raps, fool You bashful, but that's cool But not in my crew See, we go in when we don't even try to You wanna fly to a jump off And reach like a jump ball And all my people just making these beats Say, uncle, and really we just show you Where the funk through the skunk to And one, two, check your squad They look and run through Take a month to do what we do in a split second. The saddest is just that you still half reppin'. Skill set is the weapon, your mind is the target. Been blowing that for years, your heart's the hard market. Play your part, you need to park it. You pee to park it. On the web, looking to spark shit, you want some narcs. Close minded preaching like you just a market. Because the word I does not exist. It's pitch black in the space that I rap, I switch back. Not the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the dog that fight. 
fights back. It's pitch black in the space that I rap, I switch back. Not the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the dog that fights back. The fight in the dog that fights back. Right back to the basics, flow up at the apex, except still rising. Got it right now, who wanna play next? Here to change the way you looking out like Lasix. Y'all been popping pills, trying to think outside the matrix. The one like Neo, but thinking National Geo. Outside with that wild shit, fluid as Pellegrino. Spitting acid like Amino, you flaccid just like Pacino. An actor looking for C-notes, this flow's kinda mean though. My team know my lean, so they ain't really surprised. Trey gon' talk that real ish, you gon' tell some lies. I theorize and devise, exercise in the rise. Within the skies, all these tries ain't minimized. What's your five grip? That's that real dish. The fist up for the fight, I'll grip a pen and sign a deal quick. Give me your mill slick, and I want my masters. I've been had my masters, now I'm just getting faster. Off all the actors, off all the imagery. Pussycats, feline, I see it in your pedigree. Because the word I does not exist. It's pitch black in the space that I rap, I switch back. Not the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the dog that fights back. It's pitch black in the space that I rap, I switch back. Not the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the dog that fights back. The fight and the dog that fights back. The fight and the dog that fights back. See, I should focus on a better me and how to let it be, but I don't keep false within my vicinity. The remedy for the front is give them what they want. Nothing but that real. Ain't no such thing as humble stunting. You killed your ego. Well, that's the biggest ego. Stop fooling yourself like you ain't got no libido. You open up the world just like us. You ain't a hero. In the eye of the cipher, you get treated like a zero. Yeah, we all in that, and you can take your pen back. It was written a long time ago with different syntax on the errors where I write it and I was uninvited we got particle acceleration who wanna collide it I'm riding rhythm like a powder day I found a way deep in the trees leaning back what's the sound today vibing and I'ma ride it to the finish line get on the mic and grip it like a spinach time Popeyes and punch Pluto's all I kicks new flows but when you moving like judo it's hard to get your kudos who knows who and what knows when and all I'm trying to do is take the world for a spin with the pen I'm extreme I don't need your airplay all I do is send what the bass and the snare say it's pitch black in the space that I rap I switch back not the dog in the fight it's the fight and the dog that fights back it's pitch black in the space that I rap I switch back not the dog in the fight Fight is the fight and the dog that fights back. Pitch black and the dog that. <laughs> Yo. It's your song. <laughs> you know, take that stress. What is the highest technique you hope to achieve? Very good. What are your thoughts when facing an opponent? There is no opponent. And why is that? Because the word I does not exist. Okay, I think I got the coolest transition ever. Jamie, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right, this is awesome. I think this is the best timing I think I've ever had in terms of five years doing this show or one dialed in right when I needed her to. Oh, really? Yeah, Why? But this is cool. All right, uh, okay, Shreed, <laughs> I, I wanted to introduce you to Jamie Wyatt, who is uh, a very talented uh, artist, I might add. I quickly became a fan of hers, and uh, she's on the second Thank half you. of the show. She does uh, her Americana rock kind of thing, and we're going to be playing her stuff. <clears throat> so, Shreed, are you there? I'm here. What's up, Jamie? How you doing? Hey, good morning. And uh, Jamie, uh, Chris uh, Shreve here, Shreve the Professor, as he's known as, uh, he's a hip-hop and rap artist out of North Carolina, and uh, he's done the show once before, and he's got a new album coming out at the end of August, so uh, we've been talking oh, cool, about that. Oh, cool, cool. So, 
Uh, okay, so Chris, we're, we're going to have to tie this up, but but I, I want to make sure we sure. get in a good solid plug for all of your, your websites and your social media feeds. And again, let, let's get in a, uh, a mention for that album that's dropping next month, or I should say in, in about a month and a half from now. Uh, where can people go to keep track of all the stuff that you're doing? Yeah, probably the, um, I guess probably the, the hub for it all is, is, is our main website, ftolife.com. So F-T-O, as in Free the Optimist, life.com. And then we try to make the social media stuff easy. I mean, you can, if you search for C-Shreve, you should be able to find, if, if you like SoundCloud, if you like Bandcamp, if you like iTunes, we've got stuff pretty much everywhere. Uh, if, as long as you can, you know, whatever you search with, whether it's Google or Ask Jeeves or whatever you use, if you search for Free the Optimist and C-Shreve the Professor, I uh, spell Shreve like Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter at um, you can, it's F-E-E Shreve, as in come see me, um, and pretty much everywhere else as well. So if they just remember Free the Optimist and see Shreve, you can find our – my first name of uh, Free the Optimist is Free, so we have a lot of free music out there. We gave album after album after album out forever, so um, lots of free music and, and videos and stuff people can check out if they, if they like the songs they heard today. Well, and oh. we're going to tell you, old friend, it's been great fun catching up with you. It's been way too long, and we should do this again soon, okay? Absolutely. I'll, I'll hit you up when I do, not, when, before I have another album. We'll, we'll talk before then. <laughs> well, well yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hit me up when you're getting ready to drop the other one. I can have you back in, um, in September or something, and you can bring the guys with you. Absolutely. That would be excellent. Right. Thank you so much, Casey. Okay, so uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday there. Drive safely. And, uh, Jamie, I think what we're going to do is I'm just going to take one quick break. Uh, for about a okay. minute and a half, I'm going to do the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up with Jason Hadley, and then we're going to come back and, and talk to you. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you to mute up just for one quick second, and we'll do the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up, and then uh, again, okay. we'll back with, uh, with Jamie Wyatt. It's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up with your host, Jason Hadley. Despite negative comments made about Mexican immigrants, Donald Trump suing Hispanic television network Univision for backing out of a contract to air his Miss USA pageant. Considering he's running for president, the only people who will Miss USA are those he deports back. Rapper Nipsey Hussle was arrested when police discovered he was driving with a codeine and soda drink known as Scissorp. Driving a 3,000-pound hunk of metal at 40 miles an hour under the influence of an illegally obtained controlled substance, guys, it's not like he was talking on his cell phone. Saved by the Bell star, Dustin Diamond was sentenced to 120 days in jail for stabbing a fellow patron during a bar fight last Christmas. Of course, that's figuring he survives in the big house. Otherwise, technically, he was sentenced to life. Michael Jackson's estate reports generating $2 billion in revenue. Even without all that money, he'd still love to get his hands on all those Benjamins. And that's the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Wrap Up. I really like playing lots of this. It's lots of fun. Uh, again, uh, Jason Hadley in the Hollywood Rock and Wrap Up, uh, also part of the Mix uh, family, and, and he's got his own thing that he does on here as well. So, uh, before we get started with uh, with the interview with Jamie, like I said, I, I quickly became a fan of hers after Michael D'Urso, who also sent me another uh, one of his uh, people that he works with over. Uh, so a quick, quick thank you to Michael for again for this and for having sent me a copy of the album, which I uh, I have sitting on my desk right here, uh, from Sweet. outer space. Right, I got a free CD yep. out of this. This is cool. Right, so yeah. Uh, um, so Jamie White, just to give you some information on her, is a very talented artist out of Los Angeles. Uh, I, there was all kinds of names that were thrown around in terms of what she sounds like. I'll throw one of my own in there that wasn't mentioned, but I picked up on some Cheryl Crow, which I kind of like myself. Um, and again, the album that we're going to be talking about today is from Outer Space. So without further ado, the cutting floor proudly for the first time welcomes Jamie White. Jamie, how are you? 
Hey, doing good, doing good. Just uh, wrapping up a tour right now, actually. Okay, that was going to be one of my first questions for you. You know, how much, <laughs> how much, how much performing you've done, and 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 where you're at with that right now. You're you're on a tour right now, right? Yeah, we just finished literally our uh, last show yesterday. Um, I think we totaled 21 shows in 23 days. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah. In 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 20 uh, in basically uh, 21 different places, or or was it? Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I mean, there were two shows in Santa Cruz, California. So it was all the West Coast. And um, so we toured um, from Los Angeles and um, went all the way to Seattle, zigzagged around Washington, Oregon. And um, and now we're, we're headed back to Los Angeles right now. Any uh, favorite stories about about some of the better shows that you may have played mm -hmm. over the course of the last, you know, roughly months, basically? Yeah, I mean, Seattle is, Seattle and Portland in particular are, are just always so much fun. But this show in Seattle was really fun because it, um, it was put on by a friend of mine. She's got a company called Underwood Stables, and um, and the dancers are amazing. Like. Um, you know, two-step, two-step dancers and uh, swing, country swing, and they were like, you know, we, I always tend to open for like traditional or outlaw country bands, and you know, we're kind of like a more more rock and roll um, or alternative country, I guess, at times. But uh, they still dance to like every song. I mean, and good dancers, so. We were pretty stoked. It was, it was pretty magical. So uh, roughly, was, roughly, yeah. how many people were you, were you playing? Big venues, or was it was it no, know, bars no, like or small theaters, or, or what was it? No, not theaters even. Just just clubs. Um, yeah, just clubs. So. I, I, I gotta ask you this: How did how did you yourself get started in in music in the first place? I mean, was this something that that you've had with you all your life, or? or was this something that you picked up fairly recently? I guess, you know, what was your No, story? no. Yeah, it's just something I've just been doing since I was a little girl. Um, my parents were, sing were singers, songwriters. My dad still is um, <clears throat> out touring and making records. And uh, uh, so I just grew up um, really, really, you know, surrounded by always talking about songwriting and singing songs with my family. And... Um, and then, you know, I got serious around, I got my first guitar at five, and that was like shortly after I saw, um, I saw Bonnie Raitt play when I was like, just before I turned five. And um, she was really, that, even at that young age, like I was just super, I was blown away. And I, at that time, I was like, that's, that's what I want to do. And, um, so I got serious, like around 12, I started writing songs. I mean, I wrote songs when I was like eight, but they didn't, I didn't ever put them to music. I just wrote poetry. And um, yeah, so really I got serious around 12, started playing in, in coffee houses around like 13, 14, and then bars when I was 15. Um, just in the closest city was Tacoma, Washington. Okay. So I started playing bars there. 
and then out of high school, um, a record uh, executive came to a show in Tacoma and, and, and signed. And so we signed a, a deal with him down in Los Angeles. And um, so I've been doing that ever since. I'm no longer with that label. And that was, you know, they did some good things. But um, it sort of came around the time where the music, the music industry is kind of just like in limbo. So, but they were a great little kickstart. And that was, um, yeah, that was it. Now, then I committed, you know, to, it's like once you get a taste of, playing music all the time I, for me it's just there's no other way to live yeah you really do have to love it from what i understand right that, that this is you know not for the faint of heart that, that you've really got to be in this <laughs> no. because this is what yeah. you want to do with your life right yeah yeah i mean it's just what i do regardless so um ideally you know it's be great to get another label behind a, a project or some support but i mean i'll be doing I'll be performing writing regardless, you know. Um, but, yeah, I'm most happy when I'm just doing that. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm, I'm going to play a track off of this album. Is this your most recent one? This is from Outer Space? Or, or, uh... Yeah. Okay. Yes. And when, when, did this, when did this one come out? Uh, it came out in March. Okay, so um, uh, fairly like recently. Basically, okay. I released it for South by Southwest. And, um, yeah, so... We made it um, the April before. We made it at my house, Mark Howard. Um, we recorded it all kind of live, and and uh, yeah. So, so okay. we're gonna play them. So <laughs> what, I'm gonna play marijuana, man. What, what do you want to tell us about this one? Oh, that's yeah, marijuana, man. That's a story about um, someone I used to work for in Northern California. And, you know, before it was a legitimate industry. Um, and this person was had a pretty big empire. <laughs> and uh, so that was like my kind of my day job in between music. Um, but, yeah, there were a couple of times um, this marijuana man, you know, got um, held up a few times as that's you know one of the you know <laughs> occupational hazards <laughs> no it's uh, okay it's good that you're able to channel a story like that into a song I thought, that kind of caught my attention just on the title of it alone so uh, sure yeah okay so we're going to play that one and then uh, which is ironic because the last time I, I played your music I think I played Dope Fiend which is I, I think is still one of my favorite songs <laughs> by you but, but awesome. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play that, and then we'll back, be back to, to ask you a few more questions. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, of course, Casey. Thanks. Okay, so if you just want to mute yourself up there for a second, then we'll be back. Okay. In, in, uh, and again, this is the, uh, the first track off of uh, From Outer Space by Jamie Wyatt, and this one's called Marijuana Man. We'll be back in about three or four minutes or so. Can I have my way with you? You know it's all I want to do. And then I will be lucky 
All right, what do you guys think of that? <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Uh, my father would say that's good old-fashioned California country music. That stuff is that's really good. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's 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 it. Well, I mean, I, I grew up in a house where Merle Haggard was playing all the time, and and he was from California too, right? So, uh, you know. That, absolutely, absolutely. So. Yeah, we just actually I just I just cut um, a Merle Haggard song. Um, that we're going to release soon here, um, a song called Misery and Gin. Um, I know the, the songwriter that, that wrote that song uh, asked me to cover it, and, and I'm a big fan of Merle Haggard. I mean, just, um, we cover, you know, when we do our shows out live, we, we'll do, like, Mama Tried, you know. It's pretty fun, but yeah. Yeah, if we make it to yeah, it sounds like if we make it to December and things like that. Yes, yeah, beautiful songwriter. So I guess you know, do you write all of your own music? I mean, at least the stuff that you're not covering. That is, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, there's a few co-writes on the album, but yeah, it's mostly new material um i co-wrote a song on the album with uh pete droge um he's a seattle guy um who toured uh, was his own artist he toured with tom petty for a long time tom petty and neil young um and uh and a couple other songwriters on the album but yeah i'm so, big into songwriting yeah. so so how many albums have you got out total right now jamie Technically, this is my second, but okay. I've done, right. I did an album, I mean, I've done three albums, but um, one was not like a commercial piece, and then, um, <laughs> that was like before we had TuneCore and all that, um, and then I did an album with a band called American Bloomers, and uh uh, Los Angeles, and yeah. So, what do you do you find makes the most compelling subject matter for a song? I, I, I <laughs> guess is it you know something that you're thinking of? Is it a person that you knew, like, uh, or is it a mixture of both? Like, I, I guess, what do you do you find is the consistently the best source material for a song? Oh, best source of material. I mean. It's definitely, it's usually experiential or something, you know, empathetic, you know. Um, I'm definitely inspired by writing other people's stories, you know, giving other people a voice that, um, and making kind of, you know, bringing other people's situations to light that maybe wouldn't otherwise, you know talked about but um yeah it's experiential usually it's usually someone close to me and or a personal experience um or maybe it's something that's going on societal um but it's always emotional you know if it's like just joy or if it's um bittersweet um but I, the goal obviously is you know what I'm inspired by is <clears throat> something that's emotional, but also that can become um, 
that I think is universal, you know? I mean, obviously, I don't think that everybody's worked for the marijuana man and experienced that. Um, but there's also kind of a, a love thing in that song, too. Like a, a <laughs> kind of a righteous love thing in there. Um, and I've definitely, you know, what I think is interesting, too, is just things that are also out of the norm that aren't emotional that are just kind of funny and interesting well yeah i mean you touched on that there right i mean the, like the title yeah. the, you know the title alone would, would get a chuckle out of a few people at least right yeah well i found a way to make light of my previous lifestyle <laughs> you know um it's doesn't look good on a resume but it's pretty fun in a song now uh I just got to ask you this uh, out of curiosity because you're the second person that, that I've, I've worked with here that uh, was a referral from Michael D'Urso. I, I guess, how did, yeah. you get in, how did you get in contact with him? That was actually through my dad. Um, my dad, Michael O'Neill, is a singer-songwriter. And I'm, I'm not even sure how they met, but occasionally I'll just, you know, I get a referral from my dad. I always follow up, and Michael just seemed really, really... Um, really good energy like he genuinely genuinely loves music and wants people to know about good music or what we think's good you know no and, and I, I like i said i, I had uh the, you know the frank de Boussler group on here not, not too long ago and again i also have their album on my desk but uh i mean you know he seems like a nice guy and he does have a keen eye for 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 good music too right I think so too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. What, what are you yeah. gonna say? No, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. uh, so I'm gonna play another one for you. Uh, this one was another one that I picked. Uh, is it okay with you if I play if I play Stone Hotel? Yes. Yes. Okay. Please. So what, what do you what, what are your thoughts on that one? <laughs> well, Stone Hotel is another name for um, jail. Uh, you know, it's like a really cheeky, supposed to be cheeky, sarcastic way of um, making light of being incarcerated. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, again, experiential. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just okay. thought it was funny, you know. Okay, well, great. Well, then, uh, you know, again, this was uh, kind of a catchy one, too, so we'll play you this, and then uh, we'll be back to, uh, to close up with you, all right? Okay. All right. Let me just find that one.
that one was Stone Hotel by uh, Jamie White. Again, the album is called From Outer Space. Uh, so, Jamie, that one had much more of a pop feel to it, right? Oh, yeah, thank you. So, oh, no, that, that was really cool, too. I, I picked that because it was a lot different from the other ones, so. Right on. That's, those are my two favorite songs on the album, my two favorite to perform. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find that you get consistently a bigger reaction from, from one particular or two particular numbers in your, in your repertoire at this point? Yeah, I mean, Marijuana Man and Stone Hotel both get, get very, very positive reactions, but um, also the title track from Outer Space. Um, you know, and I typically only play that in, uh, to an attentive audience, you know, to like the listening room, the people that are really there to hear it. Um, and people really like the lyrics uh, to from outer space the the song so yeah that's that's another one um those three i'd say are the you know kind of the quick favorites well i got two of them that, that was pretty cool yeah all right okay yep. uh, that's uh, yep. okay uh we kind of have to tie things up here but i want to make sure we get in a good solid plug for all your websites and where people can go to buy your album and if you have i, I realize that you just finished the tour but if, if you have any upcoming shows that you want to promote or anything like I that do. uh where can people go to get in touch with you well they can go to my website which is jamiewyatt.com only trick is jamie is spelled like jaime I live in California, so that's most people get it. Oh, J-A-I-M-E and Wyatt, like Wyatt Earp. JamieWyatt.com. Um, I'm on Instagram the most out of all the social media, but Facebook, you know, almost, you know, close second. Um, Jamie Wyatt Music. Uh, but, yeah, we're uh, the next upcoming show um that we're pretty stoked on is we're opening for cracker. Um, they were like big in the nineties. Um, and they made an Americana record. So we're opening for cracker in Bend, Oregon on July 9th, Thursday, July 9th. Okay. Well, I, I wish you nothing but the best of luck with it again. I'm, I'm a fan yeah. at this point. And, you know, and, and thanks to Mike for, for sending me the CD and, and, and uh, to, to pointing you in my direction. Uh, if there's anything I can do to help you, then by all means, let me know. Okay. Well, yeah, Canadian tour. Well, <laughs> if I had that kind of power, I wouldn't be working out of my basement. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you, Casey. I really appreciate what you do. Uh, this for... has been a lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun. And if you're ever up in Canada and you make it to the East Coast, then let me know and I'll figure okay. out a way to try to make it out there. All right? Right on. All right. So Thank you so much, Casey. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I'm going to be back again. I'm going to have a little bit of an extra long show next week. I've got uh, another bunch of guests lined up. Uh, but, uh, again, before we leave, thanks to, to Michael D'Urso, to The Wolf, and to Michael Cardillo uh, for all their help and what they've done, and also to uh, uh, C. Shreve, the professor, for coming back and sharing uh, his time with us and his music as well. This has been a lot of fun. I like to be able to play music on the show, too. Uh, so until next week, on behalf of my guest Jamie Wyatt and C. Shreve, the professor, you've been listening to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor, and I will talk to you guys next Sunday. Cut, print, wrap, and I am done. Here's another edition of the Cutting Room Floor with your host Casey Ryan. Follow Casey on Twitter at Cutting Room MRB and on Facebook, the Cutting Room Floor.